WWE fans. Oh my god, Raw has been so terrible. Also WWE fans. Oh my god, why would you remove Paul Heyman from the head of Raw creative team? <sighs> Brandon, if there's one thing you'll learn about WWE fans, they are very, very fickle. Kenny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and just stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I speak to you for Christ's sake. Brandon, I'm really upset. It's not it's not so much that I have we have to redo this podcast episode. <laughs> it it's the fact that I have to spend two days in a row with you. Uh, that's really upsetting. Like I'm not what? ready for that kind I'm not ready for that kind of ignorance to be bestowed upon me for like for really like forty eight hours straight. Come on. You get double the show. You got like a half half of the show. <laughs> Or like a quarter of a show. We got 15 minutes and of a show yesterday. And then my internet started going... It, my, my internet started falling out worse than Brandon after the first 15 minutes of being in front of a beautiful woman. <laughs> uh, it, it was just... It, it was oh, sputtering, man. sputtering, and then completely dead. And uh, that's why of, if you look... Uh, beautiful women. <laughs> let me hear this. I was just checking out uh, uh, some uh, Tamara Sitch photos. I mean, she's looking fantastic. Uh, is that how you say? I, I thought. Is that how you say her name, Tamara? How do you just say? It? <laughs> I mean, it's Tammy. It's Tammy. I, I've just never heard her full name like said like that. So I don't know. Maybe someone in the chat, let me know. Hi to everybody in the chat. By the way, Brandon has has promised for everybody who was on our ep our failed episode last night <laughs> and our episode today. Uh, what he's going to do is what am I doing? He's going to donate $20 in your oh, honor to on. your favorite charity. And look, whoa, whoa, look, whoa, things whoa. happen for a reason. Wrestling in the Dark, <laughs> Mason. Mason's actually here uh, when he wasn't able to be uh, on last night's episode because it was too late. Oh, Mason. Mason, I, don't, I just uh, don't understand how you have the concept of time because you didn't know it was dark or not outside. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. I wouldn't say that. Like, Truthfully, me and Mason have had a couple heart-to-hearts this week. And uh, he's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. So, so I know we all have our mental struggles, everybody in the chat right now. So if you have a battle that you're fighting right now, just remember, at least you are not Brandon Brown. That's right. Because Brandon <laughs> Brown has no money and probably won't be able to pay the charity. But I will give him a shout out for someone else to give him $20. So yeah, just just let us know over the chat which charity you would like me to shout out to get people to <laughs> donate twenty dollars. Brandon, any charity that you that you tell people to uh they'll they'll defund any charity that you tell people to <laughs> donate to instantly. Can promise you that. I think I think I get a lot of endorsements. A lot of charity work. I'm a hero after all. I get uh, so much shirt and so much oh, work shirt. Oh, Speaking of a hero, did you hear that AJ Styles? <laughs> AJ Styles. AJ Styles is a flat earther. <laughs> he believes the earth is flat, Brandon. Of course the earth is flat, Kenny. What are you, what are you talking about? Are you serious you right now? You think that spacecraft is real? Are you serious right you now? You think NASA's real? 
Hollywood soundstage, baby. Why am I not surprised? Go look at uh, Go look up Adam. Adam the moon landing. All right. Guys, after this episode, go look, look up. up. No, this is what I want you to look up. Adam ruins everything <laughs> moon landing conspiracy. And it'll refute everything Brandon just said. Uh, everything. You believe that guy over me? Yeah. Let's yes, hear the chat. Absolutely. <laughs> Adam Conover is, is a genius. But but speaking but of which, AJ, St- AJ Styles, I, I mean, I, I don't know why. I don't think the earth is round. I mean, come on now. I mean, when I walk, come on. when I walk, it's pretty flat. It's pretty flat to me. <laughs> I'm just using my two eyes. Randy, just like Randy AJ. Orton said that on After the Bell, just flat out said AJ, St- AJ Styles is a flat earther, and that's not a rib, that's a shoot. <laughs> like, really? It's crazy. Why is everybody hating on AJ Styles? CM Punk's hating on him, too. What's going on? CM Punk didn't call him out, but basically said, you know, you're, you know, without saying it in better words than I'm saying, but he basically said your silence speaks volumes, so AJ Styles not speaking up on the current issues uh, kind of shows uh, where he's at, and I mean, we all know. We all know where AJ Styles stands, let's let's be honest. But, um... But you're right, I don't know. So like, it's probably know. better for him to not say anything, right? Right. And that's kind of what I was getting at. Is it's like, like, I get... Yeah. CM Punk's a little bit more of an outspoken individual. AJ Styles, not so much. So, I mean, it's like, is it... I get it. I mean, it's more responsible that AJ Styles isn't speaking out on things because he probably thinks the opposite of what most people believe i hate to say that but you know i mean look at this i get where cm punk's coming from we got we got a forgotten son he puts out a nice little tweet you know <laughs> he likes the president and everybody's jumping out his throat speaking of which vince, vince McMahon, there's a rumor that uh vince might do away with the forgotten sons gimmick based off oh, of jackson riker's oh. comments so i've heard that rumor so uh, it's not like we it's not like they were they're called the forgotten sons how far did you think that gimmick was going anyway <laughs> This is like the perfect time to have the gimmick. It's like, you know, it's got a real world topic, you know, sort of controversy. Get some wait, heat. wait, wait. I disagree with this statement right here. Uh, yeah, but CM Punk is a worse human being than even Brandon. At least Brandon knows how to assimilate human friendship. That's not true. I have to pay Brandon money just to show up on this podcast. Oh, Bro, this is a paid I can donate game. That money. Can I donate that money to the charities? I mean, you can, but you didn't even want to do so earlier. That's what we'll do, everybody. Speaking of next donating, time <laughs> next time, Kenny, go ahead. Let me finish your yeah, thought. Next time, Kenny gives me some money. We'll be sure to send it to a charity if you're choosing in the chat. Whatever you want. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, speaking of donating, so did you hear about Zack Ryder pretty much donating his pool for the Otis and Mandy and Mandy Rose segment, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High style segment last week on SmackDown? That was good. Zack yeah. Ryder was pissed off, apparently, because he was like... <laughs> Uh, apparently, they went through Chelsea Green and just asked to use the, her pool, which, of course, her fiancé is Zack Ryder, so he kind of felt like, like, you fuckers fire me, and then you want to use my pool. Dang it, all this time, you, I thought you come in, he was like a bit, cool guy just right. doing a solid. You come in, <laughs> and you annex my pool. By the way, it's getting, like, darker, so it's funny, like, my lighting is, like, completely different all of a sudden. But you come in, you annex my pool, and then... <laughs> It went through Come his fiance. Dirty game. That, that is kind of dirty, man. Like I that thought, is kind of dirty. Thought he, I thought he's the one that like let him use his pool. That's you would think, but I think that's what he was getting at. Is like I would have <laughs> let you use my pool, but it's like I feel like you went through Chelsea. You didn't ask me, and it's like I didn't know I was like enemy. No, you know, <laughs> an, an enemy. All of a sudden, you could just say, "Hey, let me use your pool." 
I understand. But then again, like 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 we were saying earlier, maybe it was better that they did go through Chelsea because you know we don't know. Maybe it's, it's a little sensitive. You know the whole thing with uh, Zack Ryder right now. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's maybe, like yeah. yeah. So it's like I can see, I can see it. Uh, I can understand both point of uh, both points of view, but who knows? Who knows? Anyway, does he get any money, like like royalties or something from the segment? This is the easiest pool. I don't know. I have a feeling the chat is done again because. Uh... Oh no! There it goes. Oh, there it goes. Okay, I was about to say. I thought we were guys. I am really paranoid because we were having a lot of technical difficulties last night, and I'm going to tell you right now, Frontier Internet has heat with me because I come to find out it was my Frontier Internet, <laughs> which had cut off. That's why, if you look in the corner, you see uh, it's not the K Cup of the Week. Is front <laughs> Frontier Internet for the simple reason that what the hell? My friend's texting me like, "Yo, let me ask you about uh, outdoor insect repellent." Like, what the what the fuck? <laughs> Like, why do people trust me so much that, like, I'm getting a text about outdoor insect repellent? Like, Google is your friend. I don't know. Where do I look like a woodsman to you? Is it the you lumberjack know a lot of beard? Stuff, man. Yeah, it's the beard, I think. It makes it seem like you know what you're talking about. No, no, I, I don't. I, I mean, you've listened to this podcast. I have no idea what I'm talking about half the time. But let's get into this, Brandon. Let's talk about the, the, the elephant in the room. Well, actually, you know, we'll tease it a little bit, but we'll end with uh, Paul uh-huh. Heyman being removed from the WWE creative team. But let's start start off with a very hot topic right now. Um, hold on one second, because I'm being told that it's cutting off. Oh Uh-oh. no! Uh oh! Uh oh! This is frontier. They're this cutting the front- wire. They, 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 it's frontier. This is what internet. happened to me, bro. <laughs> they cut the internet. WWE creative team. Well, let's start start off with. I sound a perfect. Very hot topic right hey. now. I sound amazing right now. Yes, it's like Inception. I'm like watching myself. It's kind of crazy. Ooh, but um. Anyway, getting back into it. Um, I, what were we talking about? I'm sorry. You you said there's another hot button issue. We're oh yeah, the, the, before, the hot yeah. button issue I wanted to talk about is the fact that um, you know, everybody talks about there there should be an evolution too, and um, I want to talk <laughs> about that because I feel like I have a little bit of a controversial take, but. Bear with me, because as always, I always end with a good point. Uh, so I promise you there's, there's a reason for what I'm about to say. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, and a lot of people were talking about, you know, there needs to be an evolution, too, for the simple reason that we need to have an all-women's pay-per-view. And I get where they're coming from. I don't disagree with your stance. And in fact, I agree with your stance. I think there should be an evolution, too. But then I started really thinking about this. And you look at this week in wrestling, and every show has had um, the show end with a women's main event. So hmm. my question to you is, what means more, an all-women's pay-per-view or to have the women main event show a show that men are on? What means more in the grand scheme of things? So, Brandon, let me hear your take ah. on this situation before I, uh, before I give my take. Right. Uh, no, I. you know what? I actually wanted an evolution too right i think i think it's better this way you can feature all the talent you know they got you know three hours four hours however long the pay-per-view is you have all the female talent there they could be heavily featured they have their own show and 
I mean, you can still have the main event, you know, a Raw every now and then or pay-per-view if they have right. the storyline for it. Right. But this way they can, you know, have their own show and have their shine there instead of, you know, having to split up time with, you know, all the other talent. Right, right. So hey. I wanted to see it, and I was sort of wondering, yeah, why haven't we had another one yet? Right, the, and, the, and, you know— not- and that's kind of where that's kind of where I came to in terms of a conclusion here. It's like, why can't we do both, right? It's like I think there should be an evolution too because I think it is. I don't think it hurts, but at the same time, it's kind of like I, w- I was talking to to some people about this. Of like, it's like what what is better? Like, do you want the women's division to be separate? and to be featured separate or do you want them to be equal to the men and have the same exposure on on the shows do, do you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. is, is it is it um irresponsible almost to say like here is your women's show because it almost puts them into a different category does that make sense do you get what i'm trying to say like like is yeah, it a cruiserweight okay. show or a women's show it becomes like a right. novelty that's there's the way to say it it becomes like a novelty division as opposed to, like, here are these fucking amazing athletes, and they're main eventing the Raw and SmackDown. Because to me, main eventing Raw and SmackDown, and NXT for that matter, means more for the simple reason that we have a more uh, diverse audience, we have a bigger demographic, we have more people watching, then we'll order the Evolution pay-per-view. So to me, it means more to see Charlotte Flair in the main event um, than to have her at an Evolution. You know what I mean? There's more exposure and there's more more involved there. So that's my opinion. It's like it's not necessarily a bad thing. But then I go back to kind of what you're saying, which is like, why can't they do both, though? Right. It's like why are they couldn't... losing money or something? Is there not enough right. interest in just the women's show or something? Is that why they're not doing it? Or do they not have maybe a Ronda there? They're like a big female. Right. And it's like, is it, is it that they feel like they waiting. couldn't sell it? as much as mm-hmm. as they did evolution one with ronda rousey it's like it's like and i hate to say it but it's like they have to be bold right but i i maybe they're maybe they're being responsible for the simple reason that if the evolution two pay-per-view bombs because they don't have a ronda then it will make the women's division seem a certain way then they might have to downplay the division more because they're like there's not so it's like which one is more responsible but the whole point i wanted to bring up this topic because i feel like everyone's just kind of being very cut and dry do an evolution two or else and it's like Mm. have you really analyzed what they're probably thinking all right so i pose it to you in the chat i I see a couple of responses already and it says uh (laughs) fernando says basically that you just want an evolution two to see the women (laughs) um yes (laughs) pretty much yes that's and and wrestling in the dark has a very good point, and this is why I'm open to every idea. You know me; I'm always the make chicken chicken salad out of chicken shit kind of person. Uh, promotions um, like is that can't even see it. Eve uh, do a really good job with all women's shows, though they make it about celebrating their identities as women, and it never uh, it's never about we hate men or anything. And exactly, that's what Evolution was too, and that's kind of why I say it, it doesn't hurt to do both. Because you can still have your like celebration show and kind of like put eyes on the division, uh, feature names that are not necessarily featured on Raw or SmackDown more. But then that goes to Brandon's point, which is like if you feature the names that aren't featured as much, then is it like will people purchase it? Let's not look at it again, uh, the fact that it's an all women show. Let's just look at it in terms of star power. It's like, is there, you know, enough of an, especially with Becky Lynch gone now? 
you know becky to me becky Becky would have sold it to me but then but then you know here's my real take on that though it's like that's not an excuse sometimes because the rock and stone coal had to go away after a while and they had to fill the gap with other stars so to me it's like it would almost give them a reason to have to bump up a big women's name to me they're kind of coasting a little bit you know they have their charlotte flares and they have they had their becky lynch's obviously becky's gone for a little bit but it's like do you build up a name to take over that spot and why haven't you Shayna baszler it's the key <laughs> anyway it's gonna anyway. happen they're gonna <laughs> anyway you know what you know, yeah you know what sucked is that i really wanted to see that the four horse women thing where you have oh, the, four May girls the four ver- where, yeah, four on four yeah and now it's like everybody's gone or left or pregnant and it's like is this gonna even happen yeah, at yeah. This point? and it's like it's like we it's kind of one of that those things have been in mania. that's one of those things where i i i asked this question i was like may i think wwe is holding off on that and i think they were i think they were holding off till they felt it was right but then now you see that sometimes you have to pull the trigger when things when you have all the pieces because you never know what could happen people didn't know ronda rousey would get disgruntled and kind of go off you know becky didn't know she was going to get pregnant you know and it's so it's like now you have the two bluntly the two biggest pieces in that puzzle because they were the ones feuding and now they're gone so it's like it was it responsible to do it like this to do the slow build if you will should they have tried to pull the trigger at wrestlemania you get what i'm saying it's, it's like they had all the pieces and, and, you know, but maybe we're being impatient because a year or two down the road, you know, Becky can come back. Well, not in a year, but Becky can come back after like two years. Ronda Rousey comes back and then you could do that horse movement versus horsewoman. Now, by then, maybe uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke are a little bit more seasoned to do the match. Because that was the other thing. On mm. one side of the, the the ring, you would have a really stacked roster. You would have, you know, Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky, uh, who can work matches, obviously, between each other like it's nothing. But on the other side, you would have the Ronda, who did amazing in her first year of wrestling, don't get me wrong. But then you would have, you know, Shayna Baszler almost having to anchor the team. And then you'd have right, two yeah. inexperienced people. So so Rhonda and Shayna would have to almost run that match. Carrying so who her. knows? But hopefully hopefully we do get that at like a Mania 39 or something like that. You know, that would be really cool to get that match. And I'm, I'm still holding out hope because everyone's young enough that they still can do that match. So it's not like, you know, it's not like that match has passed even with the, you know, Ronda leaving and Becky's pregnancy. It's not like they're going to come back and they're, you know, they're too, too old to fight. But it all has... All has to do with Ronda wants to come back. That's the main one. Right. If Ronda That's doesn't want to come back. Yeah. I have a feeling, though, she was supposed to come back at Mania time. Maybe I just the COVID stuff put it off. Correct. I, I have a personal feeling that Ronda Rousey was, was supposed to come back. My opinion. I could be wrong. Do you think Sasha and Bailey could uh, main event the SummerSlam coming up? I hope so. And and with them winning the um with them winning the tag team titles, the women's tag team titles, a lot of people had a problem with this cuz a lot of people were like, why would you take it off Alexa and Nikki? They're doing well. I hate that they've added another thing to the Sasha and Bailey feud. And to me, it's kind of ingenious for WWE to do that. Bruce Prichard probably to do that. Because it's like, you know, this COVID stuff. I mean, bluntly, we're this is 6 months. We've wasted half of a year 
you know, of our lives bluntly on this. And I don't want to say wasted because a lot of us, you know, changed and learned things about ourselves, me included. And some of us, like Brandon, just went out. I was just going to, damn it, you stole my joke. (laughs) You stole my joke. I was going to say, you didn't even know Brandon had, like, Brandon, COVID was around because Brandon's just been partying and he's just been doing everything. Living life as it is. Eight symptoms, all the symptoms. Didn't even care. His mother is in that susceptible group, but he doesn't give a shit. You know, he doesn't give a shit. You know, his mother had to hose him down every time he came home. Had to hose him down in the backyard, soap him up real good because that's the only way he showers. By the way, but anyway, anyway, back to, back to my point. I don't even remember what I was. What the, yeah. Oh, the ba- Bailey and Sasha. Yeah. So to me, it's like it sucks because like we've had some starts and stops to the Bailey and Sasha feud, and. Well, Fernando, I don't like you pointing this out. He says, well, Kenny, you predicted Ronda at the Rumble. I also predicted you were a better friend than you're being right now because you're trying to out me on the podcast. So I guess I was I was 0 for 2 on that, okay? You know, speaking of which, the guy with the horrible NASCAR record, did you hear? I can't remember his name. Rob, something. Anyway, the guy with the horrible NASCAR record that he went, he was like, oh, they're taking away the Confederate flag. Well, I'm not going to race for NASCAR again. The best thing I heard, the best thing I heard was somebody was like, because his record was like 32 and zero they were uh, like yeah. well yeah yeah he's <laughs> if you look at his record he's always had a problem with races i love that one <laughs> i love that one but anyway to wrap up because we're spending a lot of time on this like the sasha bailey thing is like it's not their fault that you know covid and all that stuff happened i think we would have gotten that at wrestlemania i think we would they kind of had to stall it and now they're seeing if they can creep to SummerSlam. well in that time you know, if if this is a recipe, you got to stir the pot a little bit more. You know, while you're while it's simmering. You know, that's cooking terms for you there, Brandon. I know, I know you don't know how to cook, so I know uh, mother. Yeah, I, I know just, mother makes you mac and cheese every day, <laughs> and you know that's that. I just, I lived, just called somebody on the phone. They dropped. Oh, off I know. I know. They they told me. They <laughs> yeah. told me. They told me. I won't go say it on air, but uh, our friends told me what you said about Uber Eats. By the way, so. <laughs> So, wow. so anyway um yeah they had to add another layer to it because they have to try to get to SummerSlam. so i'm okay with them winning the tag team titles because i think it was a responsible thing to do because now you can when they lose you kind of reignite the storyline maybe sasha costed them that and she's the quote-unquote weak link and bailey's like i still have a championship you lost ours bitch you know that sort of thing like i can see her word for word saying that and then it like reignites of like you forget who the hell i am i'm sasha banks i'm not your lackey you know i beat you for that title in nxt i can beat you again kind of that sort of thing mm-hmm. so you know i can see it caught being a catalyst for this uh feud to be re-sparked Okay, so I don't, let this play out. Let this play out, and and let the Jeff Hardy storyline play out because I, <laughs> I think a lot of people are are really, uh, yeah, yeah, they're really mad about that one. But anyway, they're still mad about Jeff. Yeah, Brandon, let's talk about uh, NXT uh, Takeover because I, I there was a, like a lot of like a lot oh, of people. Oh yeah, that's right. A lot of people hated on this event. Yeah, we, we yeah, you forget that we talked about anything <laughs> last night. <laughs> Forget that episode. That episode's in the past, Brandon. That episode's in the past. We got to re-talk about these things. I got to rehash my take. I remember. (laughs) That's to tell you, Brandon. Brandon's takes are just a troll because he doesn't even remember what he actually thought. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, what I was going to say is uh, NXT Takeover in your house. I would. I'm really glad I avoided the internet because the internet was so detrimental. After seeing the show, 
I'm like, man, that was a really good show. That was awesome. I wouldn't have known that if I had gone on the internet because a lot of podcasters, I'll call them out right now. You, you probably know them. The other podcasts were like, this was a shit show. This was horrible. That match between Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream was shit. And I'm like, what takeover were you watching? And, and you know, I brought up this point, which is I feel sometimes people don't understand that they're adding the stress of their life and what's going on in the world into their opinions of a show. And it's almost like not responsible because there's been some heavy, heavy stuff going on in this world right now. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people have taken on that stress and guys, you know, sidebar, but that's why I say, I I said last week, it's okay to not be okay. It's Mm. okay to take this stuff on. Okay. And, And even though if it's quote unquote, not affecting you on a personal level, you know, you're a human being. And I'm going to tell you this, as human beings, if you see someone, if you heard someone died, even though you think it doesn't affect you, it does. You still, mm. you still feel that because as a human emotion, we are, we are meant to feel these things. We are meant to feel emotions. So when you hear that there's, you know, a lot of this racism going on and, and you know, there's an ethnic group feeling this way and there's people rioting and there's all of this going on in the world whether you, no matter what side you stand on and no matter if even if you're trying to ignore it you're going to feel that you're going to feel that as a human emotion and that's okay and i go back again to nxt takeover that's kind i feel my my, my personal opinion because obviously i'm human i could be wrong here but my personal opinion is a lot of people were taking on the stresses of what was going on in this world with covid you know with black lives matter with all of these social things and then they went into that show with a clouded mindset because I went in it like, okay, forget everything that's going on in the world. Here's NXT takeover in your house. I'm glad to see a show, especially with the nostalgia factor from the nineties, by the way, yeah. uh, thank you, Fernando, for this comment. He said, that's why you're my favorite Kenny. And I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I try to approach it on a human level and it's like, do you think that was, yeah. may have been part of the hate too? Was them using the '90s nostalgia? Maybe like that in your house that sort of threw it off. I for think. Some people? I think if you didn't go through that era, then yes, there was a certain level of hate you had for the show because you didn't understand little things. So mm. like when they were like the pro- the following promotional consideration considered by the following, like all that stuff, and then Todd Pettengill, I was barking out. I was marking out because I'm like, oh my god, this is the guy from my childhood. You know, a uh, little known fact: I grew up in New York. So uh, Todd Pentengill actually did the morning show there. Todd and, Todd and uh, okay. Scott in the morning, uh, 95.5 WPLJ. That's how good my memory is. Uh, that radio station just went off the air, actually. Um, no. But he had, a, he had a morning show for most of my life. So it was always cool to see him on, on there and then see him on WWF TV. Um, but yeah, and Wrestling in the Dark says, um, Having said that, it's also extremely hard to enjoy a wrestling show with Tom Phillips on commentary. <laughs> he seriously detracts from the experience. <laughs> Nobody likes Tom Phillips What's now. What's wrong it's, with Tom Phillips? It's Phillips the new Cole. God. <laughs> hey, careful before he slides in your DMs and offers to face fuck you. <laughs> wait, wait. If you don't know what I'm talking about, too. I won't go into oh the story. Google that because oh, then you'll no. understand. Uh, somebody, let's just say, uh, to cut to the chase, um, a girl posted some stuff that Tom Phillips was DMing her. Uh, I'm doing <laughs> some weird stuff right now. Try to look for it. And, but speaking oh. of uh, heated situations, oh, yes. uh, supposedly, and again, I was shocked to hear this. 
supposedly Shawn Michaels had a heated political based argument backstage at NXT TakeOver. And he was really critical of what a talent was saying. And now I'm going to apologize for this. I, I don't know if the story is true or not, but my first instinct was to say, oh boy, Shawn Michaels, he's a Southerner, he's a Texan. I can kind of get where the gist is going. But supposedly, Shawn Michaels had the opposite problem that basically somebody was being really critical of the Black Lives uh, Black Lives Matter movement, and Sean he was, us. and he was, right, Sean, Sean lost his smile, Sean lost his smile, and, and he went and found it back in this argument. But no, in all seriousness, he, um, you know, apparently was defending. <laughs> yes, I'm, let me read the comment to, so you all understand why I'm, why we're laughing. Uh, Fernando says it's hard to enjoy wrestling with Brandon and JD fans because yes, they are one and the same. They're one and the same. But yeah, it was... And it was, we're all fans. That was cool to hear. I don't know if it's true yeah. or not, again. But, you know, it's cool to hear that, you know, Brand, uh, Brandon. But Shawn Michaels yeah. would, would have, you know, that uh, that sort of um, wherewithal to speak on the matter. Especially, I think it's really responsible, especially being that Southern Texan. You would think he would have certain views to call out somebody and say, Guy, you can't be like that it's cool it's cool it, to hear it, your childhood hero like yeah. like it's cool to hear that and then your number two favorite wrestler is a flat earther you know you know if right. Eddie Guerrero was still alive and he was just saying like I think the earth is flat Holmes like I would be upset I would be upset can't we can't we share the same space and have different opinions right, right? So, so, no? so, so Hunter says bluntly says what I was kind of thinking I would have thought Sean was going to have the views of the, the racist views and it's kind of what I was getting at I thought he'd be <laughs> the kind of you know I don't want to say racist views but you know the good old boy type of view and you know gun toting kind of kind of dude so I thought he was going to have that kind of po- uh, point of view but so it's kind of surprising to hear uh, you know Sean Michaels it's kind of like Brandon having something witty to say it's very <laughs> shocking because you're expecting something completely different you know <laughs> But hey, speaking, of, but speaking of, 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 you know, Black Lives Matter, um, one thing I wanted to point out, a lot of people were being critical of one John Cena. Oh, somebody, like, die, somebody dying next to my house. I don't know. You probably what heard that. that. You probably heard yeah, that. that, that, that next, it, I don't know if somebody's cutting their lawn or something, but uh, either that or just like a whole like a transformer just died next to my house. <laughs> The internet cuts out. We know what happens. Right. That's what it is. My next door neighbor, he's a JD from NY fan, and he's cutting off my internet. He's cutting off my internet because he doesn't want to hear me grill JD from NY. You know what? F you, neighbor. You don't want more this BLM talk. That's what it is. He's a Texan. He's out there with his guns. But um, anyway, Uh, (laughs) getting back to it. um, Speaking of Black Lives Matter, um, a lot of people were critical on social media and this is why guys i want you to understand that you need to not talk uh when you don't understand things and not assume things but a lot of people were were being critical of john cena they were like we know what type of man john cena is we um we know what type of his, his what his views uh were in the past and he hasn't spoken life, on the, right right but he hasn't spoken on the issues so obviously we know where he stands and for somebody who's used black culture to get to the top we would think that he would have a voice and this and it went off on him and I didn't say anything because I had a feeling and sure enough John Cena has donated one million dollars to Black Lives yeah. Matter groups take that haters 
And so it's like, guys, how can you be so irresponsible to say, because you can't take that back. This is the thing. You went on the internet and you blasted John Cena for being a white guy who stole black culture and didn't donate to the cause. And now that he's donated, what are you going to say? I'm sorry, John Cena, because you're not big enough to say that. I, I hate to say it, but people don't like to be wrong. So they're not, I don't, I know not one damn person probably went on there and said, I want to apologize to John Cena. Right. It's like, why does, yeah, it's like, why does Cena have to like come out and make a big statement and, you know, flog himself on camera? You know, he's doing things behind the scenes. I mean, John Cena donated a lot of money to Shad Gaspard's um, GoFundMe. Yeah. And uh, we know it was Didn't John he do Cena. Did you like anonymously? Yeah. Uh, right. Like he, and I was going to yeah, say, we, we, yeah. we're speculating, mind you, for all intents and purposes, but he commented CTC, uh, which was, you know, the Cena or C, was it CCT? C, or, or no, no, it is CTC because it was Crime Time C Nation. And that's all the comment said. And it's like, so you can speculate, but who's got the type of money to donate that uh, that and say CTC, which was John Cena's group. So come on, it was John Cena. And then went and donated $1 million. Okay, and just to clarify, because people are saying, you know, wait, right. people were against John Cena donating $1 million. No. What happened was P- John Cena was silent on social media in regards to Black Lives Matter. So people were assuming that John Cena had um, rightist views or did not care about the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. So they were presuming all of this. Then John Cena went and donated one million, which wasn't publicized. It was like them basically saying, oh, hey, one John Cena donated to this. And so it came out and I don't hear people apologizing to John Cena. Like John Cena is a great person. I don't, it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, whatever the fuck he is, John Cena has always, always been a good person. And he's always helped the causes, regardless Hugging of what they girls, are. Hugging girls, kissing babies. That's not at all. What you talking about? <laughs> Wasn't that the Batista thing? I don't confusing, confusing my storylines. Yeah, you probably Sorry. are. Uh, I was trying to be... But yeah, no, I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, not everybody has to say, you know, no matter what you believe, you know, you don't necessarily, I don't think you need to come out and make your right. stance known, you know, and make a big right. deal out of it. You know, you do what right. you do behind the scenes. Everybody should chill out, you know, let people right. have their pains. Right, and pains. it's like, there's such, this cancel culture is so quick to just, like, jump in. It's like, guys, you're, you're, you're furthering movements from from being enacted you know what i mean like you're you're not helping by calling out john cena like oh because john cena has money he should be able to donate yeah that's why he did but he wasn't looking for the fanfare because because guess what if john cena had gone and said i john cena donate one million dollars to the black lives movement matter you would have said look at this fucker cena trying to get famous off of what he did so guess what Mm -hmm. you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't john cena would be a heel in your eyes anyway but guess who the heel is you it's as simple as that you and your Twitter fingers, all right, Brandon. Brandon got Brandon's got like six troll accounts. But I, anyway, I got six troll accounts, and I'm not sending money to anybody. Speaking of which, speaking of uh, the wrong way to approach Black Lives Matter, please don't go on Tammy Sitch's uh, Twitter <laughs> because she uh, she was t- talking about. I guess she's doing a project at Lowe's, like she's used, getting supplies from Lowe's. <laughs> Uh, literally said again, my, not my words, so don't misquote me. Not my words, but uh, essentially said. Shout out to the black girl who messed up my order, blah, blah, blah. And you wonder why, why people treat you the way they do. And I'm like, wow. She ain't lying. I mean, come on. 
Brandon. In all you seriousness, try to get it's some like stuff from Lowe's. Okay. Yeah, maybe they have they were shitty Lowe's workers, but how, for her to just like I'll say it like this, Brandon. You're a shitty shitty uh I was about to say the name of your work, but you're a shitty grocery store worker. If I were to judge the whole company based off of uh, off of your actions or a whole race off of your actions, that's a horrible horrible thing. I know that you're a terrible person on an individual basis. Okay? So we need to be more responsible with social media, but just Jesus Christ, man. I just Tammy, every time I see I see Sonny's tweets, I'm just like delete delete delete. Just like get away from it because it's the most toxic thing in the world. I know she's gone through some some shit in life, but it's like, man, it's like I just it's it makes me sad. It just makes me so sad. And yes, yes, great comment. Tammy is a Karen. Yes, she's 100% a Karen from what I've seen. Uh but anyway, anyway, Brandon, let's get back to it. Um Oh, well, yeah, I wanted to bring up uh, really quick. Uh, Hunter uh, was saying uh, Twitter was trying to cancel Kendrick Lamar for not commenting on the matter. When five years ago, Kendrick dropped an entire album about the cause. So, yeah, that's, that's they, nuts, you yeah. know, that, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's news to me, too. And, and that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. So you're talking about Kendrick Lamar, who, by the way, I don't know if anyone knows this. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar is black. So why are you calling out Kendrick, especially even if it's your own race? It's like, why are you calling out Kendrick Lamar? Oh, you should be doing more. You don't know what he has in the works. And there you go. The fact that he's dropped a whole album. He was in the studio. Guys, he wasn't on Twitter. He was out making an album to get his point across, which means a whole lot than you damn people in your mom's basement who are tweeting over 50 characters or less. (laughs) <laughs> he went and did a whole like track on like I can't wait I'm gonna actually listen to that album after we get off here because that, that sounds cool as hell but it's like it's horrible man it, it's like you're ta- you're you're calling out Kendrick Lamar and look what what happened so guys again please stop <laughs> like think about things before you act right. on them get the whole picture you don't know what's gonna happen which it goes back to to, to me ties right into WWE storylines right just to tie this in the Jeff Hardy storyline. Everybody's like, this is a horrible storyline. This is shit. I can't believe they did this to Jeff Hardy. Again, I tell you, let this play out because I know for a fact, in my heart of hearts, Jeff Hardy's going to come out on top of this redemption story. And it's going to be that people deserve second chances. Jeff Hardy's going to probably end up with the WWE title by the end of, the end of all of this. And now you're going to say, you know, I, I wish JR was there to call it, but you'd be like, this guy, you know, oh, forget all the DUIs, forget all the drug charges, this, this man has redeemed himself and is now on top of the wrestling world, you know, like that sort of thing. And that's, that's where we should be. You know, let, let things play out, guys. Let things play out. Don't just call people out because it's really irresponsible. All right. That's right. But anyway. if you're going to use Twitter, get team branded trending worldwide all right that's what twitter's for but brandon you know what's funny i think i think we're already on our last couple topics man because we're uh, we've been flying through this thing because i uh i guess that we wanted to get it done before uh obs failed out again (laughs) (laughs) or your neighbor cuts the cuts the line cuts the line yeah what the hell was that (laughs) Uh, all of a sudden just went away uh but let's get into the two last topics i want to talk about right now um well, let's let's I got three topics actually. So let's talk about the fact really quickly that uh, a lot of a lot of people are saying that the Roman Reigns heat is going to Charlotte now because she's being <laughs> so heavily featured on WWE TV. Which, by the way, guy, by 
You got Kyle Kyle Masters here, by the way. I tried to put him as the K Cup of the Week uh, last yeah. night, but that's I guess that's why our stuff failed out, right? Because he's he's Team Brandon. It says hell yeah, yeah, Team Brandon. Yes, and he says I'm Brandon for your thoughts. You know, I hate this. I hate this trolling right now. He is one of those JD for Men Y fans, you know, coming for 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 Brandon and JD for Men Y. <laughs> but you know what I was gonna say is uh, Roman Reigns. Um, not being there, some people backstage have said that is hurting Charlotte because now it's really noticeable that she's on TV more. And now that she's commenting that she wants to win a male's title. And it's like, I was jokingly, and I should have done it. I should have done it. I was jokingly going to put like Photoshop Charlotte's head onto Roman Reigns' body and be like the next Roman. Yeah, like the next Roman. And I should have done it. Uh, maybe I will still do it, but we'll just cut out a, this this part of the topic and upload it as a separate video. But yeah, Charlotte Charlotte Flair, um, it is noticeable that she's on TV a lot. NXT, SmackDown, Raw. But, she, but she's a star, big name. Like to I me, agree. that's weird. Like like your your stars, like pe people like Roman and Charlotte would sort of have heat with, I guess the boys. I'm assuming. Right, the quote unquote <laughs> or, or boys for being on TV too much. Yeah, because they're. Like you, I thought there was like an understanding. There's like certain people, you know, that the shows are kind of built around. So, unless they're like jerks, and, and I hate to say it, but people, I, I but don't think I don't think a lot of people are understanding. This is my opinion. Right. Becky Lynch leaving fill, had like left a void that to me Charlotte's right. filling because they were like, oh my god, like our main player in the women's division right. suddenly gone. Who who can we trust to bestow? You know that responsibility to oh well Charlotte hits it out of the park give it to her while they figure out what to what their next move is especially with the whole COVID thing going on no crowds things like that like, no Roman what, no Roman like what are you gonna but for, for real what were you gonna do they had all of these Becky storylines where, where they're just gonna give it to Asuka like don't get me wrong they're giving it to Asuka but it's like I guess they trust Charlotte to to fill that spot again I don't know if I agree with it but that's probably the thinking behind it. It's like at least let her get out there, and then you know she can hit it out of the park. We got like say good. Yeah. What what if Charlotte goes down? Who who's there to step up? But that goes back to my argument about yeah. the evolution pay per view. You need to have star power. They need to be building women. Hmm. Like to me, they they the women's division has been stagnant in terms of building. You know, it's like who do you build? Like where the fuck is like Liv Morgan? Like why oh, is yeah. Liv Morgan like she's don't get me wrong, she's there, but why is she not there? Like, why is she not up in that in that level? And, you know, things can change in a couple of weeks if we start getting crowds back and, and things like that. But but yeah, it's like it's like why why where's Dana Brooke? Where's a you know, but I also don't know. Maybe maybe they don't want to work. But I see Liv Morgan posting pictures like she's backstage, so it's like you're not using her. Why the fuck aren't you using her? You know. But uh speaking of things being used too much, uh just to get into this topic. Uh, Randy Orton basically took a shot at NXT and saying like the you know the work rate is a little bit too much, and uh, <laughs> I knew Brandon was gonna laugh at this. Good, Brandon. Can, can we explain? Can we explain why we're laughing? Randall Keith Thorne is a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, right? Best in the business. <laughs> Slow do down. Do you want to explain it? Yeah, we used to we used to have a joke. We used to have a joke with uh, Randy Orton, uh, especially around the Kofi Kingston time. When it was rumored that he had stopped Kofi Kingston's push in about 2009. And so it kind of became an ongoing joke that we kept adding to from there. But uh, basically that Randy Orton, um, 
you know, would be telling everybody, slow down. You need to come to my pace. And then he's like, you know, we just need to, you know, basically, you know, hit a headlock, do a little ten t- two step and go home, kid. You know, that sort of thing. So we would we would talk in like wrestling lingo and we'd be like, all right, slow down, kid. All right, rest, hold. And like we would start cranking the head, acting like we're cranking the head, you know, Randy Orton style. And we're like, all right, kid. All right, we got about 15 more minutes to fill. We're going to throw a couple punches. We're going to do a little... We're going to get outside. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, that became a joke, which was, like, anytime you needed to fill fill time or, uh, you know, instead of hitting a high spot, you just you just hit the, the Randy Orton pose. You know, you would just hit the double just arms. effective, bro. You know, break your neck. You're right. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was like, you know, we would joke. We're like, yeah, that's how you get longevity out of your career, kid. You know, you just, you just do nothing, you know. And truth be told, we both like Randy Orton. So it's just it's just kind of like a parody we have of Randy Orton. We both like Randy Orton. And bluntly, I think he's right. I think people are working a little bit too hard at NXT and things like that. Like, I, I commented on this. I asked Brandon all the time. I say, why the fuck is the suicide dive a maneuver anymore? Because so many people do the suicide dive that even though it is an impressive move, that is quite quite literally hurting the person giving the move. It's like, if so many people are doing it, it doesn't become special anymore. So it's like now what's special is doing the opposite. The guy that doesn't do the suicide dive and just <laughs> runs outside and gives somebody a double axe handle looks more special. And this is kind of, this is kind of what I feel like Randy Orton doesn't convey it. But I think this is the message that he's trying to say. It's like, it's not so much that like, I don't like high spots. It's like, what are you doing to innovate? Because think about this. Randy Orton has that match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. And it's just a normal match per se. And then he hits that one spot at the end with with Seth Rollins going up for the curb stomp and he hits him with the RKO. And the place comes unglued. Well, I'm hitting my mic here. The place comes unglued. Think about how much, like, yeah, that hurt. Don't get me wrong. But think about how safe that maneuver was compared to a flip. Or to like somebody diving outside of the ring and the place that was one of the you know obviously Seth Rollins had a bigger reaction at the end of the night but that was like the biggest spot of Wrestlemania 31 so as much as people want to give Randy Orton shit oh he's shitting on the indies and all flips and dives and this Randy Orton gets what he's talking about and I've always been old school in this sense it's it's not necessarily about what you do it's about what you don't do because if you have enough of a style, think about like this, The Undertaker, how slow and methodical he was. If you have that kind of style, when you do pull out the big shit, oh, oh, people are excited because they've already invested in you. This is the, probably the best way to say it. It means more if people invest in you when you do the high spot as opposed to you're just some indie you know, I, I'm not shouting, I'm not making fun of the indies, but you know, quote unquote, if you're just some indie dude that people remember the spot more than they remember you. D- do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I like, oh, hey, some dude did some really cool thing, or hey, the Undertaker did this. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. means more if people are invested in you when you pull that out of your arsenal. That's my thing, but anyway. In wrapping up, uh, the, let's get to the main event. Let's get to the topic that everybody's here for. Let's talk about Paul Heyman being removed um, from the head of, of the creative team. And Bruce Pritchard basically uh, being named head of Raw and SmackDown and them consolidating the writing team. 
I might have a yeah. hot take on this, but let me hear your thoughts, Brandon. Because a lot of people were like, oh, my God, like, how do they do this to Paul Heyman? <laughs> like, you know, but let, Bruh, Paul Heyman's still going to be an on-air talent, by the way. So I think Bruce Pritchard just pulled the robbery, bro. He's a slid <laughs> I think so, too. He's always been a Vince guy. He's always been a Vince guy. Yeah. They got Heyman out, bro. Slick. Slick he's like, moves, well, he, yeah. Pritchard was like, he's like, you're really gonna trust these ECW and these WCW guys? Their company's already failed. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> he, he just slid right in there, and that's what I think, bro. I think there's some wheeling and dealing going on. I, I wouldn't I mean, be, I wouldn't be surprised. I it, it, part of me thinks that too. Yeah, but it's, it's like at the same time, it sucks because. You know, there maybe maybe it was just they were having creative differences. I don't know if maybe ratings played a part in it, but it's like it's hard to blame stuff on that because you know right. we got this pandemic nonsense going on, so it's kind of everything is sort of down across the board. Um, I, I mean, I I pretty much like kind of what they were doing with Raw and, and SmackDown. I, I hate it. I um, so I didn't think it needed any major changes, but you know who who knows what's I, going I on behind Raw, the scenes. I, see, the thing is, to me, like in this. You know, the rumor is Vince is not happy with the NXT ratings, the Raw ratings, and things like that. And it's like, were you really talking about ratings in the COVID era? Like, what could they really have done? Because it, even if they gave you the best shows, it was still kind of kind of sucky without a crowd. You know, we were missing our main our main uh, element of a show, which was all of all of the crowd. And so, for Vince to kind of be making these really big moves. Uh, in this era, I feel is, is kind of weird because um, I feel like the Paul Heyman shows have been good. You know, the Seth Rollins with, you know, his with Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy and with the, you know, we had. Uh, so his character was developing. You had Bobby Lashley taking a step up. You know, Bobby Lashley's taking a step up from mid card to main event with MVP, who's hitting out of the park. MVP, I think, is is a, is a guy who's not getting enough credit for his how being as good as he is in the crowdless era. So MVP's doing yeah. a good job being a heater for Bobby Lashley. Um, you know, and all these new stars, you got Zelina Vega's group uh, coming out on top. You know, at the same time, this is the hot take that I was talking about. I think it's actually better to not have so many cooks in the kitchen. Mm. So if you have Bruce Pritchard at the helm, he's obviously going to try to make Raw and SmackDown different shows. But at the end of the day, if, if it comes down to Bruce Pritchard and a small team of writers, they all know who they have to answer to. And if Bruce Pritchard is that committed, let's be blunt, Paul Heyman has other ventures. At least Bruce Pritchard, we've always known he's dedicated to WWE. Um... So to me, this might be a good thing. Even though Paul Heyman, to me, if we're comparing, is easily a better creative person than Bruce Pritchard, it's not like Paul Heyman couldn't still pitch ideas. Mm. And Bruce Pritchard ultimately veto them or go with them. But to me, again, you remember old school, all this old school stuff that, that fans always talk about were written by like two people, Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson. <laughs> and... So to me, it's like the less writers, maybe the better. And let's give this a chance because this might be this might be exactly what we needed. And I think coming out of this COVID era, you know, with the crowd coming back, I think all of us one will be more grateful for um, more grateful for the content that we're getting. And two, I think they're gonna know like they're gonna have to really, you know, let's take some chances, right. let's do some shit, let's bring some people back into to professional wrestling. So this might be a good thing. Let's give it a chance. Yeah, well, one thing I want to ask is, like, 
do you so far have you liked the presentation of the shows do you think they were too similar were you kind of feeling they should have been at different fields you're talking one about another? before uh, before Ronald the Smackdown. crowd yeah because i think yeah. the covid shows have looked exactly the same right but uh before that uh i did like the different feel but to be honest i was really getting sour on smackdown uh, Smackdown's really wasn't doing it for me and to be honest it's still not doing it for me but I think that might be the fact that it's on Friday night more than anything um, but I'm willing to give it a chance let's see what Bruce Pritchard does I kind of like the newer talent that was being featured on Raw so hopefully that continues um, because you know you got Drew McIntyre as the champion like that's your that is your like Raw and Smackdown have switched in 2016 you had the newer talent on Smackdown and Raw had the established to me Raw has the the newer talent now and SmackDown has the uh, established talent, which is by design because Fox wanted their heavy hitters. So they've switched. You know, but that to me, that's why the ratings are the way they are. Because Raw is, you know, don't blame Heyman. Raw is being given, you know, the lesser quote-unquote team because mm. SmackDown is be being given the priority. But that being said, that's a good thing because hopefully the Raw stars can build their name and, you know... Raw's going to have established ratings. Raw can take the risk compared okay. to SmackDown. Let's just say it like that. But anyway, Brandon, a nice short, sweet episode today. And we actually got through it, uh, albeit with a couple couple problems, uh, some some technical, some with the fact that you're my co-host. Yeah, yeah. But we got through it. Anything you want to say <laughs> before I let everybody go here? That's right, guys. Uh, I think SmackDown's coming on, so you'll probably want to watch that. It's a pay-per-view, I think, right? Is there a pay-per-view this weekend or is that next week? Oh, my God. Backlash is this weekend. Oh, I totally forgot the that. Slipped my mind. The ever. greatest wrestling match of all time. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a little review ski or something. We should uh, talk about the greatest wrestling match of all time. In fact, what we should do is commentate the greatest wrestling match of all time. <laughs> we'll do something, Brandon. We'll do something. But anyway, guys... Uh, I just want to say thank you because I know the chat's been very, very lively. Uh, Wrestling in the Dark, shout out to you, especially. You got some some really good takes. Maybe you should be my co-host uh, as opposed to Brandon, yes. right? right? But uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, so if you're watching this live, enjoy SmackDown. If you're not, I hope it was a good show. If you're watching this after the fact, did you enjoy it? But anyway. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for dealing with us twice this week. Because, again, we had technical twofer. difficulties last night, so we gave you a twofer, 15 minutes of an episode, and a one hour this time. But you will have a good weekend. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul Haver got fired.